Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Earthworm Jim. Yep. Two very plain ass names. Yep. Mush together. Human Mikey. You calling me a human is mm-hmm. the nicest thing you've ever done for me. That's true. I could, yeah. It's usually it's Gap right. Mannequin Mikey. <laughs> Coldplay fan forever Mikey. <laughs> Child's Nightmare Come to Life Mikey. <laughs> Sad spirit living inside of a mannequin. You know how like ghosts and spirits, they're roaming the earth because they have unfinished business. Yes. The sad spirit that inhabited the mannequin that brought you to life one uh-huh. day because of a child's nightmare. Yes. So what is that sad, sad spirit looking for? What is what is the unfinished business you have? No, I think it would be to finish my back catalog of games. Oh, that's what it is. It's gotta be it. I, how can I leave this earthly plane without finishing fucking uh, Cyberpunk 2077? I just imagined you finishing Cyberpunk or finish the last one, the controller gets put down, the spirit comes out, you're like, you go back into an all white mannequin. It's like- <laughs> Into the couch. I'm sobbing next to you. I'm like, that was fun, friend. See you on the other life. If what would you do with the mannequin if you knew that I I'll was I'll throw it out. <laughs> and welcome to the Retrograde Podcast where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. My name's Andrew Baskin, and with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself, Mikey Lumbracine Aranworth. Lumbracine? Well, because the scientific name for an earthworm, Andrew, yeah. is a Lumbracina. Oh, it is? Yeah. And wow. earthworms are obviously at the center, the epicenter of the game we're going to be focusing on this week, <sighs> yep. which is Earthworm Jim 2. Oh, that's so exciting. Lumbracina. L- Lumbracina. Yeah. Okay. Such confidence in your voice. <laughs> Lumbracina. Uh, Lumbracina. Okay. Yeah, Lumbracina. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Fantastic. Lumbracina Jim 2. Lumbracina Jim 2. Lumbracina James 2. Thank you very much. If we're being formal. We're being very formal yeah. about this. When we're talking about an earthworm inhabiting a spacesuit, mm-hmm. we're going to be formal about this. Absolutely. There's no two ways about it. There's no joking in this episode. We just need to get right to this game. We need to, te- we need to speak about it in the- with the respect it deserves. Uh, 100 Mm -hmm. Uh, So obviously, if you're new to this podcast, first of all, thanks for listening. Secondly, typically what we do is you take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. Usually it's something we had an affinity towards one way or another. We Mm -hmm. rate it and review it based on our memories of the game. Then we play it. And then we come back and rate and review the game as it holds up in the modern day against the likes of modern games. Both scores out of four bits. Let's see where this one holds up. Well, we we did the original Earthworm Jim. We did a while ago. A very long time ago. And to be honest, I recommend you don't go back and listen to it. Uh, (laughs) The audio quality, not great. It was that long ago where it's like, oh yeah, that's like, uh, the uh, pre BC, well, I don't know what the BC and AD of us getting like equipment and actually oh, recording. Oh yeah, in a studio which you can watch on YouTube right now if you wanted to come see us. Hell yeah, uh, and where we record and stuff like that. But yeah, before it was just a microphone between us and us just talking about games, just, just guys t- being dudes, just guys being dudes talking about games uh, and uh, changing the mic quality as soon as we went to go play the video <laughs> games. It was it was not a great look. No, so now we're coming back with a vengeance to play Earthworm Jim two. You know, in the more modern setup. But well, man, Let's let's start us off with yeah. this. You know, we will get into the game and you know down to brass tacks when when it comes time to do so. But before we do that, why don't you tell us, Andrew, mm. that impression that you had of the game going into it, Earthworm Jim One? Did oh. you expect to like it? Yeah. And how did it hold up for you back? You know, it's funny it? actually because last week with Mister Mosquito, uh-huh. uh, I kind of t- I felt like I it's it's funny that's that- Mister Mosquito to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Derek Mosquito. <laughs> um, is that, no? It's it, that Earthworm Jim came up just naturally because it's a game that was very odd and you know had its own you know weird aesthetic and you know weird uh, missions and goals kind of thing sure not even inside not even like level level but i mean the game itself yeah um and earthworm gym was the thing that i went back to originally because it's just got such a weird aesthetic and i also remember going going in going 
oh, this is going to suck. Yes. This is just one of these like booger man type things where it's like weird for the sake of weird. And then you play it and you're like, so there's nothing to this. Right. And I was completely wrong. I remember that game being kind of tight and fun. Yes. And uh, very hyper stylized. Yes. Yeah. Like kind of the thing that you're like, it was so refreshing because you don't make things like this today where you're like, this is so weird and it's burned into my brain now. A hundred percent. It's funny. You mentioned booger man. Yeah. Game that came out. Not because I want to. Not because you wanted to. Because you game. needed to. Yes. <laughs> Got to get it off a chest. We've got a quota to fill, Andrew. You, uh, you mentioned that that game came out in 1994 for the Sega Genesis. Okay. This game, Earthworm Jim 2, mm-hmm. came out in 1995. One major difference between Earthworm Jim 2 and Earthworm Jim 1 is you have a companion with you in Earthworm Jim 2. What 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 is the thing of the time, eh? Uh, companions? Yes. Tails. Tails. That's it. Luigi. No. Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi. Yoshi. Uh, the companion in Earthworm Jim 2, mm. his name is Snot, S-N-O-T-T. Fucking And is hell. basically a big booger that helps you double, not double jump, but like float and you can whip it and all that stuff. So clearly, you know, we we disparage Andrew as head in hand I, right now. That, so I just said all those nice things. Yes. And you knew that. And you're just holding on to it going like, man, he's going to be miserable when I You're going to love my booger, baby. I hate this. You're going to love my booger, baby. I take it back. This sucks. Uh, (laughs) Earthworm Jim 2, zero out of four. We're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, this is another one of those games that I think kind of uh, I struggle separating the number one and two. And we were playing this game, uh, you know, early in our lives. So I know I played both of them. I played, in fact, the 3D one as well that came out afterwards, I think, on the N64. Uh, But but my impressions are very much more tailored around Earthworm Jim's one and two. Yeah. Surgeon's General. Surgeon's General, the possessive. Uh, Before we get more in depth on the game, Mm -hmm. kind of as a little teaser there. We know you love number one. We know number two's got boogies. So where are you going to come in? Who knows? But I want to I want to talk instead about other games right oh, now because okay. we're recording this after the Easter long weekend uh, or the Passover long weekend or I'm sure there are other holidays and other the end of Ramadan. The uh, end of Ramadan. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I I want to stress that I have been struggling to find time to play Elden Ring. Okay. Consistently, I I had put a few like a decent amount of time into it. But finally, over the Easter weekend, I had, like, time to play Elden Ring. Okay. And boy, did I. Yeah? I played a lot of it. Oh, okay. And I was miserable most of the time. Oh, cool. Uh, I still Related s- to the game or not? Uh, I mean, doubly so, because <laughs> I was playing the game. Yeah. Um, didn't help. Didn't help. I, I, you know, I played a lot more of it. I'm getting more used to it. See last week's episode for my thoughts on it. Not much has changed. Okay. And I, I'm going to kind of uh, avoid saying too much more until I've beaten the game and I have more thoughts or if something really changes significantly, like I respect my character or something. But I played so much of it over the weekend. Respect your character? Respect. Oh. Minus the oh, T. Okay. Yeah, I don't respect anything about me he needs to make a decision where i'm like hmm okay mm. he's earned my respect <laughs> no thank you yeah yeah uh no it's that i i i played so much of it that i needed a palate cleanser like absolutely needed it because it was just too much i pick up my controller after a break i'd be like yeah i'm ready to do this again yeah. i'm ready to get frustrated why not let's do this <laughs> and i uh and after so many hours of that i'm like nope gotta take a break and you know what i picked up again what after Tunic, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> was uh, uh, was Katamari Damacy. Oh, wow. Just such a fucking lovely ass game. Mm-hmm. It's on Game Pass under Katamari Damacy Reroll. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you played that game? Oh, years. Oh, God. It is such a fucking delight. We got to do that game on the podcast at some point because it's amazing how quickly I took 
to it. I was thinking I was just going to play like a couple rounds, move on. And I played it like all through the night. Wow. I stayed up later playing Katamari Damacy over uh, uh, Elden Ring. Like, so if yeah. you're new to the podcast, you need to know this is very surprising. If you go back and listen to, I don't know, any episode, you'll hear Mikey talk about Dark Souls 2 uh-huh. and saying how it's his favorite game of all time. Yes. And then all of a sudden they're making a bigger and like, you know, more expensive version of Dark Souls 2 and they're, you know, whatever. And the lineage of games goes on. And so that's why I just think it's so surprising. You're like, eh. Everyone else, everyone else finally is now showing love to this franchise yes. that you've loved forever. And you're like, mm. It's well, like you're an original hipster kind of thing. You know what? I, I knew that was where you were going with this. And I want to clarify. It is not that I'm a upset that the game is popular now and I feel like that's been taken away from me. I am so happy for FromSoft to be like A-list right now. Yeah. I've always thought they were A-list. Now they they are in terms of their 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 compensation. This game is selling like crazy. Uh, Elden Ring is. Yeah. Hotcakes. 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 No. But I've been pretty vocal on the podcast about the fact that open world games do not necessarily mean better to mm. me. And I'm really coming up against that in bumping up against that in in Elden Ring. I understand that most of the world prefers the open world. They want more of what they like and they want to be able to roam freely in that. I'm just not really like that. And that is the main differentiation between the other Dark Souls games and Bloodborne that I'd played and this one. Even down to the fact that like Sekiro, which is a game that I didn't finish, the first FromSoft game I haven't finished in forever. One of the reasons why I was upset with it was the inclusion of stealth mechanics and the uh, the fact that there was so much vertical movement, like up, mm. down, left, right, exploration just felt a little bit more overwhelming than okay. I'm used to. And I'm realizing this is why I like isometric games as well, because I can I can kind of like understand that the the space I'm looking at is limited. Right, jumping up and down isn't really necessary. Like looking up and down, moving the camera, being so hyper aware of what's around me, I kind of want to be tunneled down somewhere. And mm. I've been I've been accused of being like less of a gamer for that because it's like oh you you want an easier thing a hand-holdy thing and that's not it at all no. i just like the fact that listen some some people who dominate their lives want to be dominated in bed wow that's they, where they you're need, going they with this need a, they need a break what a and i don't turn this course. i don't dominate i don't <laughs> let's what? talk about sex for a minute <laughs> yeah Okay, this is our sex segment. It's, it's to say that like doing if you it. spend so much time in your day-to-day life doing things a certain way. Yes. Sometimes you want your the opposite. The opposite. Yes. And and I think that I find that I get overwhelmed in my day-to-day life mm-hmm. and I want more structure in my leisurely life. Right. And, and and I find that I just don't get that in the open world scenario. No, quite, I get I get that. You must hate where video games are going then. I I'll, in I, in a way I because the AAA it, titles? Yes. yes. Yeah. It, well, yes, to justify the costs associated with these huge expenses to make these games and then to, you know, charge the prices and the advertising and to get as many hands on as possible. Uh it feels like they they are just upping up the playtime and how do they up up the playtime by creating a world that takes that time to traverse. And and I will say about Elden Ring that it feels like the things that they populate the world with to make it more lived in and to quote unquote increase playtime yeah. are way better than what you would find in something like Assassin's Creed. Right. It feels more varied. It feels yeah. more intentional. <laughs> Man, Assassin's Creed just it's the, it, the look, dummy I know, of this. I know people love it, but like that is to me the most cookie cutter way to do an open world. Yeah. Just check boxes everywhere. Like it's it's all about like the the collectathons and all that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. So I think Elden Ring does it right. It just did it with a formula that I didn't think needed to be changed for me personally. Yeah. I think that it's better for the yeah. game and the game industry. It's it 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 was going to happen eventually. What did they do? They massacred my boy. They massacred my boy. My yeah. boy became a man. 
And and now I'm you don't recognize him anymore. I don't recognize him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Who is this? Who is this man? Who, who? Strapping young man that everyone loves. Not my boy. <laughs> oh, that's not a mirror. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Did you smock me? <laughs> no, I was like mocking myself. Oh, okay. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you just I just me? no. My <laughs> wait. What the hell? Now huh? it's it feels like it's really pointed it now. Feels like it's really pointed now. So you're saying you're not mocking me? No, that's me thinking. That's when I hear your voice. That's just where it goes. And I'm mocking my interpretation of your voice. Okay. Yeah. I'll just take your word for it. It's just, you know, it, it, I As like, I make do. it, okay, oh, relax. Huh? <laughs> it makes it feel like, you know, I'm taking a wild assumption that mm -hmm. that's why these open world games are becoming so uh, ubiquitous in the in the thing. It's just because they have to justify a certain amount because it seems like unrelated that every game now is like, you know, you won't believe how big this map yes. is and stuff like that. And you're like, I don't know if that's always a thing. Speaking of collectathons, yes, I'm playing the Lego. Star I'm Wars. so, I, Andrew, I am so happy you picked this game up, and I can't wait to pick your brain. Okay, about it. That's very good. Is um, yeah, it's uh, wow. Okay, I've never really played Lego games before. Yes, so I didn't. Uh, you know, and I, I know I missed, I don't know, the first 75, so I'm not going to go back and play them. I don't know where I left the story <laughs> off or anything like that. Andrew, you have a lot of catch up. I really do. Um, this is a game for babies. <laughs> it's a baby game. Uh, it, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, is this for adults? Yeah. I think I could play with like half asleep and finish the game. Is there death in the game? Yeah. Okay. I, I've died. Okay. D not knowing because I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? And right. I like build something. I'm like, oh, okay. Very good. Uh, That's Lego. I like it. All right. I will say the story is really good. Well, um, it's Star Wars. Well, yeah, but then the other side is the the jokes that they interpret into it are actually kind of funny. Like, yeah. there are little things. So I'm, I, so I'm at the beginning with uh, Leia trying to get off the ship and uh, send, you know, Obi, oh, you're my only hope. Uh, in, Wait, in, so because this is it's based on the Skywalker saga. It's based but on it, Skywalker. It saga. doesn't start with Episode One. No, it started with the canonical New Hope opening. Oh, but it's but with touches of i believe rogue one okay because what's what's the scene where you see darth vader just ruin people that's in the, the end of rogue one that's yeah. the end of rogue yeah. one which is the beginning of new of hope new hope okay perfect so they are just you know cutting them into in together yeah which is really that's cool really neat and you see a lot more leia like kicking ass and stuff like that which is fun and uh, she also does she take names as well i don't believe she was taking names oh shit. Uh, her she hands are too busy with taken... throats oh okay. uh, she's ripping throats ripping throats uh it's going for the turkey is that <laughs> But you, you're a C-3PO. You're like, uh, you're going around trying to find an escape pod off yes. the ship. And every escape pod you went to, like there, one of the escape pods was filled with like a jacuzzi and the stormtroopers are in it. And you're like, okay, that's funny. That's amazing. That's funny. Like one of them is a storage unit. And you're like, yes. oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like I was, you know, most I, I saw one, I saw one clip where you're leaving Tatooine and, uh, and uh, in the Millennium Falcon yeah. and two stormtroopers look at each other and one of them's like, they were the droids we were looking for. It's <laughs> just yeah. really fucking funny. That's really funny. Yeah. If you like Star Wars, this is kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Like, like, I think you have to go play this game, but it's just the, <laughs> to, to talk about Dark Souls and that franchise and then immediately talk about the Lego franchise could not be on other sides of video games. A hundred percent. It just shows you what a video game can be. Now, 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 when you say it's a, ba a game for babies. It's a game for babies. Do you, <laughs> it's a game for babies. It's a game for babies. Uh, is that a it, good thing or e a bad? ERSB. Yes. B. ESRB. ESRB. And on the bottom it says B for babies. <laughs> Not PG thirteen. Uh, not. I thought it would have been ESR baby. <laughs> um, 
Is that a bad thing or are you enjoying it in spite of that? The problem is that the lack of challenge will only let me play for so long because there's sure. not gonna be that moment sure. like like Elden Ring where you you die and you go, mm, how am I gonna do yeah. this? Yeah. It's more like, oh, okay, I wasn't paying enough attention. True, <laughs> you know, true. Like, um, you know, it's, it is the collect-a-thon element of it. And if you're obsessive, if you've got some, you know, uh, some some element of your 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 psyche is built towards just collecting every single yep. part of it. This game must be both so satisfying, yes. and so terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But you're just kind of running around, and they all come floating into you. And I don't really the, care. The piece like the little pieces, yeah, of the little like, pieces of destroying that stuff. That does nothing for you. No, really, no. Because the problem is, it's kind of like whose lines in anywhere anyway, where the points don't matter. So eventually, you start looking up. You're like, I have ten thousand of these things. Like, yes. what's the difference between ten thousand, eighty thousand, two million, yeah, forty? Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's like there's no scale, sure. right? It's not like if they said there was a hundred pieces this level, you'd be like, oh, okay, and right. I'd be obsessive about right. it. Right. But now it's like I don't even know what this means. Those those bits of Lego are kind of used for unlockables yeah. and different characters and things like that. It's it's an I, it's a concept for a game that really interests me. Mm. I think I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I just worry because of the difficulty that I might get a little brain dead if I play it. Like, a and that's percent. not a shot because I think I would love to love games like this because if I loved games like this, I would enjoy gaming much more than when I'm playing something like Elden Ring yep. and I'm fucking furious yep. at, at a point in like... I'm, I'm at the point in Elden Ring where I'm like, am I finishing this because I'm enjoying the experience or because I know I have to finish this game? I, I, yes. There's I, I, I so many video games for me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Where I go, what am I doing now? I, I, I agree with you. And like the, the Star Wars of it all is the fun part. Yes. Like it, there are parts where they don't make jokes. Like that logo looks like the logo and the scroll and the music are the exact same as the movie. Right. And that, no matter what happens, will always get the hair on your back going up. Like uh, back uh, your neck. Nope, I wax. I wax, oh, you the, wax the, the back, back of my your ne- neck. The back of my neck. Okay. And 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 my all my back. You really just get my completely hair my crack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just makes you feel things. And so even going back and doing it, like I'm excited to play a few more characters and see how it sure. feels differently. I also haven't done a ship yet. You gasped there. Well, I was surprised I haven't done a ship yet. <laughs> I did. I think I was trying to breathe and my body was like, no, no, no. Uh, not now. I'm you like, got okay. more to say. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about that ship? Yeah. I, I want to see part of, like, I, I haven't done the flying parts yet, so I, yes. I, I'm interested to see that part. And then the other part too, I really want to get to when Poe says, the Emperor's back. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh no. <laughs> ah, damn it. Damn it. We thought we took care of that. Nah, we thought we took care of it a couple of times. Nope. Emperor's back, baby. The good thing about the tone of this game from everything I've read and seen, it feels like they they poke fun at those kind of like memed moments Absolutely. in Star Wars, which is cool. Yeah, I'm waiting for like the Star Wars, uh, the, the Stormtrooper hitting his head. Yes. Uh, like yeah. all the little stuff that you've heard over and over and over yeah. again. Uh, I want to see Chewie rip some arms off. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. I want to see Han Solo give purpose to his name and go, I'm just alone. He's like, one solo. And you're like... <laughs> That's actually what he says in the movie. So that's that is. I haven't seen. I think Solo is the only Star Wars movie I haven't seen. Well, you know what? I th- there's a thing online which Star Wars has this amazing He's trying thing to of redeem doing. it. Yes, yes, where they go like, you know, the prequels weren't that bad. And yeah. you're like, oh, oh, I was there. I think they were <laughs> okay. And the same thing with Han Solo. You say, or Solo, excuse me. Is I saw it and I'm like, mm, no, thank you. And then now people are like, you know what? And I wonder that you haven't seen it and your expectations are basement level. Yes. If you went in and go like, well. There's a couple of things that are kind of cool. That really, it, it it has the potential to make it enjoyable for yeah. me. I'm not I'm not sure, but I just, I don't know. I There's so many, like even like I'm a an, an enormous Batman fan and I haven't been able to make it through the Snyder Batman movies. <laughs> like, like, that's true. You know what I mean? Like that is to me the weirdest one of all, but I get to a point sometimes where I'm like, 
just because I love the franchise doesn't mean I need to consume all of it. There's like, I, you know, I watched Batman versus Dracula and I was watching it and I'm like, I don't think I love this that much. <laughs> you, <laughs> you didn't like Batman versus Dracula? But, but I did like Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Were they versus each other? They said at first they were. I'm okay. not going to spoil what happens, okay, Andrew. Please don't. But um, you might be surprised. <laughs> well, as long as it's not pizza time, I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I imagine Batman does see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's like, Freaks, I got to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I got to destroy I this. I guarantee you that happens. <laughs> I guarantee it. You, so, but it's funny. So you're not a completionist. Would you call you... This means video games, everything else. Because this, I feel like, would... Speak to people that listen to this podcast that because they like retro video games. I think a huge um, drive or thrust for these people is to go back and play games that they haven't played before. Sure, you know, lending themselves a little bit to being a completionist. Yeah, do you think you're a completionist? I'm not. I'm definitely not a completionist. Wow. I I am so quick to drop something as soon as I <laughs> like. I'm just not. I'm just no people, games. Yeah, yeah, my children. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor puts them in my hands. I'm like, nope. I drop it and <laughs> walk away. God, no. Wife's like, weird. are you, is this? I'm like, it's done. <laughs> Over. That baby was slimy. Yeah. Shame on you, doctor. Yeah. Putting that in my hands without a warning. They don't this really- is a new Gap sweater I'm wearing. <laughs> Well, yeah, some some deformed baby coming out like that is half mannequin, half human, and you're like, oh no, it is truly my child. <laughs> <laughs> no fingers, just mittens. No, I, I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm a, a completionist, and 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 I think that may be why I don't love the open world games because right. I think it really plays to that part of your mind, that obsessive need to poke into every corner. It feels like when the sandbox expands, it's like there are so many corners to poke mm-hmm. in, and for me, I'm just like. I'm way more about, am I enjoying the experience of playing the game mechanically? So when you say, like you're talking about Star Wars, Mm -hmm. uh, Lego Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, and I'm thinking like, (laughs) made for babies. Made for babies. But what I'm thinking is like, you know what a better version of that is? Ratchet and Clank, which is a little bit more difficult. It's still super fun. You get that collectible feeling, but like I... I have 100%ed Ratchet and Clank games before, wow. but I didn't feel the need to do that with the new one. And and it's not like I enjoyed it less than anyone else who did. It's just, that's not my experience for it. I was going to ask, how, how many games have you 100%ed? Honestly, probably only like 10 or something yeah. like that, which, yeah. which may sound like a lot, but keep in mind, I've been playing video games since I was... Uh, a baby. A baby. The demographic for whom Skywalker Saga was made. For babies. For babies. For babies. Sweet what about babies. you? How many, how many games have you Very few. Yeah. Very yeah. few. This is not in my, this is not in my uh, makeup. Well, you, you 100% did MVP Baseball 2005. I did. It allows for 120 seasons. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm, I'm still, I'm on 72 or something like that. <laughs> One day I'll get there. I, I just hope to finish it before I die. <laughs> How's your season going? Well, the robots have taken over. <laughs> We're on our fourth civil war. I don't know. I feel like I, my heart's not in this one. Strangely enough, the fourth civil war happened in 2033, though. Yes. We got a lot to catch up on. We got a fast. lot. A lot. Uh, Robot uh, Abraham Lincoln is back and he's pissed. <laughs> Everyone must professionally wrestle. Uh, uh, listen, I, I, I feel like the year 20, what, what would 120 years in the future be, Andrew? 2,142? Uh, yeah, something like that. I did it. Yeah, I did From it. 2005 or now? From now. Okay, yeah, then yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like in that year, that may be the only year we would see something like an earthworm in a space suit oh. because we're not going to see that in our day-to-day lives now and no. it's upsetting. No, yeah. We, we, space, the space race is over. We don't care about space anymore. We don't? I know. It's too bad. 
I care a lot about. Do you? It. Do you care a what lot? What would about? you rather have us know everything about? Is this about the ocean or space? Ocean or space? Uh, this is such a good question. Ocean or space? I I feel like we've given up on the ocean. Uh, I did, did we even get started? Yeah, we went to. We're now talking about Mars, and we're like, hey, we haven't even visited parts. I just don't know. Is it? Is it? It must be possible, right? To see the the deepest parts of. That's the thing. I mean, is it possible to see the ends of space? Who knows? I do yeah. you, like say you could just have a light shine on all of it. Wow. And I know space has the answers to way more than our oceans ever could, but also like, I, what if we I found guess? other things? Yeah, like, but like, I guess, I don't know. Does it? Yeah, no. imagine how boring it would be if it's like, no, no, there's an end. It's right here. It's just white wall of space. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's it. That's it. I don't know. I, I wonder what, you know, the ocean would teach us about certain elements, but I think love. It, would, it, it would be teach us about <laughs> love, David. But it's is that I fear that it would just be, Oh yeah, look at all that stuff. All mm. of it's terrifying. Okay, cool. And then we just move on and you're like, that fish has a light on its head. Yeah. And big ass teeth. Yeah, I wonder what we would find. I guess I guess I should say ocean to be contrarian. That is so you. We should we should no, that is now my stance on this podcast. We need to find we need to get to the bottom of the oceans. We need to get to the bottom of this. That should be your tagline. We need to get to the bottom of this. Oh, ocean. that's good. Yes, we should get to absolutely. the bottom of this. Dot yeah. dot dot. We need ocean. to kill Namor. <laughs> uh, Are you talking it, about the Brazilian soccer player, Namor? Uh, uh, no, no, just in case he's listening, but yes. No, but uh, no, is that we need to find Atlantis. Yes. Uh, and build a casino there. There you go. That's my stance. We need to get to the bottom of this. Andrew we can call it Atlantis City. Mikey. Andrew. Come on. Let's do what are we doing Let's here? Do Someone get Jim Cameron on the phone. Let's go. Uh, Earthworm Jim Cameron. Yes. <laughs> the protagonist of today's game. Uh, so we talked about how we've had some experience with Earthworm Jim 1, a game that we played uh, earlier on in the podcast, mm. game that we really enjoyed. We did. And uh, Earthworm Jim 2 has a lot of uh, big shoes to fill, big space suits to fill, <laughs> yeah. you might say. We're doing this game because now, if you have Nintendo Switch Online, Earthworm Jim 2 is available. Perfect. Uh, uh, you know, Great value bundle, I think, on, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online. They keep adding to it. They've got the uh, the Nintendo 64. I saw something online. I don't think it's true, but it was like the same kind of template for Nintendo Switch Online games when they announced like N64 games or NES or SNES games, and it was for Virtual Boy. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way Nintendo's putting Virtual Boy games on the Nintendo Switch, but Ooh. imagine they did. It, was that April 1st? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. I think it was just a fan did it, and uh, then everyone was like, this is, Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing, and I'm like, is anyone going to Nintendo.com to see if this is true? <laughs> it feels like one of those things where you're like, we need to do this, and then everyone spent 30 seconds doing it, you're like, okay, good, yeah, moving yeah, on. Exactly, and you're like, oh, exactly. I spent so many months doing this. <laughs> yes, I, uh, uh, I I would love to see that, because why not explore more Virtual Boy? I, I don't know we'll ever get it, but until then, you can spend your time on Nintendo Switch Online playing uh, Earthworm Jim 2. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim 2, uh, originally released November 15th, 1995 for the wow. SNES and the Genesis in North America, developed by Shiny Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, originally designed just like Earthworm Jim 1 for the Genesis, uh, but then ported to the SNES right around the exact same time. We're going to be playing the game on the SNES in spirit of the Nintendo Switch Online, right. and the fact that the SNES version allowed you to switch weapons while you were playing, and for some reason the Genesis version did not. That's so strange. It's really weird. Yeah. Eh? Wow. It was also, uh, uh, it came out in 1995, but it was eventually ported to the PlayStation and Saturn, and wow. then like later releases on like the Game Boy Advance and, yeah. and the, the Wii Virtual Console and all how, that. How, how much further does this franchise go? So this is the weird thing. There Technically, there's Earthworm Jim 3D, which is the quote-unquote right. third entry on the N64. And then there's- uh, I remember there, that. There's a, an Earthworm Jim game on the Game Boy Color that okay. came out. 
But it's weird to think about the fact that there isn't much else beyond this. Like every other major franchise that we've done, and I kind of would consider Earthworm Jim to be a major franchise. Like everyone who played games around this era intimately knows Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Because they fucked him. They know him carnally and <laughs> intimately. <laughs> they have blackmail pictures that That's- are... Not favorable. You know what? He can never run for office. He can never run for office. Unless he just owns it. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny though? These days we'd be like, Earthworm Jim, you can run for president as long as you were born in America. (laughs) I don't care if you're an earthworm. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. the issue. He he wasn't born on American soil. He was born in American soil. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Uh, Thanks very much. No problem. Uh, Politics, baby. Okay, yeah. Uh, We should get more into politics. Let's, you know what? We made the decision to talk more video games on this podcast. Bad call. Bad. Bad call. We just need to get into edgy political jokes. Edgy political jokes. Next guest. (laughs) See you next week, Bill Maher. Yeah, absolutely. Next week, Bill Maher and Ted Cruz. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, You know what what I always find interesting about this is around this era, 95, Mm -hmm. you get games being ported from the Genesis to the PlayStation. Right. And it's weird to to think that those two consoles kind of coexisted, but they absolutely did. I mean, the 32 and and, uh, 64-bit era, what was, how many bits was the PlayStation? I should know this, but I don't. 132? Uh, No, because the 64 was 64. I tried my best. You tried your best. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll, we'll find that out. I or, have other numbers I can say if you want me to. Oh, you know what? Give 248. Me, 248. That's going the opposite direction, I think. Uh, uh, 61. Uh, 61 is probably, I, I just think that denomination of four. number. Four is going way back the okay. other way. Um, uh, 2000. PlayStation Bits was a... Five. PlayStation Bits. PlayStation console. <laughs> Sounds like a game. <laughs> you know what? There probably was one there. Yeah, PlayStation Bits. Either way, we're we're delving into the realm of 3D and yeah. reporting these Genesis games. We did the same thing with uh, Space Jam, mm-hmm. another fantastic game that we Holy did on this podcast. Holy shit. <gasps> Space Jam versus Ocean. Oh, That's, Space Jam. We should, right. we should do Space Jam versus Echo the Dolphin. Uh. <laughs> That's the Ocean versus Space thing. We, uh, yeah, they, they, they were supposed to like... Forget what it was, but the, the um, we're talking about the Evil Dead franchise, yes, right. The third movie of that was supposed to be Medieval Dead because they go back to kind of like a Ren Fair type right, thing, right? And the the studio was like, "That's a stupid idea, no." And you're like, "Well, that's kind of the movie." And I feel the same way about Space Jam, where it's supposed to be like, what am I trying to think? It's like virtual Space Jam, or like, what is it? What is an expression that I'm trying to think of? But like, they were trying to say like, we should change the title because we are essentially going into 3D, like, uh, oh, you know, I see, I see, yeah, I see, yeah. yeah. And and I'm like, that would have made so much more sense because they don't go into space in this next movie, right? They go into like inside computers and stuff like that. Oh, there we go. A movie, cyberspace, cyber. Jam. That's what it is. Thank you very oh, much. Did they actually it is, say that? It's supposed to be cyberspace. Oh, I jam. thought I just came up with that on my own. Well, you can take credit for it because it never came out. Fuck yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, there you go. Um, so uh, uh, Playmates Interactive, kind of an interesting story here. They published the game. It was developed by Shiny Entertainment. Oh, I thought it was uh, a subdivision of Playboy. So it, it sounds like it, right? Yeah, yeah I know. Right. <laughs> it's just a bunch of women in bunny ears and suits. <laughs> like, Earthworm Jim's looking good, guys. And he was like, the suit is a metaphor for a condom. What? He's not in a suit. He's in a robe. Yes, he's in a smoking jacket. Yeah, exactly. So the weird, weird legacy behind this game, the franchise in general, Earthworm Jim, because it started playmates interactive wanted to make a game uh because they had some success with teenage mutant ninja turtles mm. licensed property which was made essentially at a certain point to to sell toys the comic wasn't originally but they really capitalized on turning teenage mutant ninja turtles into a toy franchise right? if you ever if and if you didn't know that go back and read the original oh, comics holy shit it's so 
dark. It is so dark. They're in black and white. They yes. don't have different colored masks. Yes. They're all in red. And it, and it's originally a Daredevil ripoff, like completely one-to-one. -one. Is that's, that true? Well, that's what, that's why they're the foot in Daredevil. They're the hand. They're oh, in, they shit. have stick. They have splinter. They I have, didn't realize yeah, that. Oh, it's all one-to-one. -one. It's exactly Daredevil. It is amazing that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles became what they are as, as a much more like family-oriented brand based yeah. on what they originally started as. But Playmates saw that and they're mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we, we had some success with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line of toys and all that, but they wanted to make something new for themselves. Yeah. You know, an, an original in-house property. Normally what you would do is you'd either create comics or a cartoon. G.I. Joe, Transformers, mm -hmm. all this stuff to kind of make it so the kids are watching it and then want to buy the toys. Yeah. Playmates actually was a little bit ahead of the curve and said, let's make a video game about it oh, and then sell toys smart. based on the video game. So they, uh, uh, which was would very much ahead of its time and kind of rare. So Shiny Entertainment, the developer, actually bought the rights to Earthworm Jim uh, from a man named Doug Tennaple uh, <laughs> based on like just a, an original sketch, like almost huh. like a cocktail napkin sketch. Like, hey, here's my idea. And they're like, yeah, I fucking want that. They bought the rights to it, brought him on as lead designer. I just imagine Doug in a meeting, just like, um, what about this? And they're like, yeah, that's okay. And he's like, okay. What about this? And they're like, oh, oh. And they're all like elbowing each other. Yeah. I like pretty he, good. he just like, there was a worm on the ground. He just like tried to squish it with the napkin. And someone's like, what do you got in your hands there? He's like, oh, he just unrolls it. There's a dead. <laughs> it does feel like Mad Libs a little bit. Of yes. like, what about earthworm Jim mm. like looking around the room he's like like oh okay there's a guy named Jim at the boardroom table he's like that seems suspicious and camera pans and there's an earthworm sitting at the thing like that <laughs> seems very suspicious in a suit yeah it's it's a real Nintendo naming strategy of yes. like lawyers uh, plumber, uh, landlords yeah. yeah 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 but it worked for them at least for a couple games um, but it did no for sure it is funny that you're you're right how it's disappeared like earthworm Jim but if they but it, like how much has it disappeared? And I wonder what the relevancy of, of Earthworm Jim is. Like if Fortnite said next season, you could play as Earthworm Jim. Would that move the needle at all? You know what? It weirdly seems to. People yeah. care about Earthworm Jim. Just recently, there was a new line of toys announced. I, you know, to be fair, I don't know how well they sold, right. you know, better or worse. Uh, uh, but, but I feel like it still has enough weight. They announced years ago that, uh, that uh, Earthworm Jim 4 was going to come out mm. on a console, exclusively for a console called the Intellivision Amigo. Uh, oh, sorry, Amico. What's Which that? is, it's basically like the the uh, PlayStation Mini or the SNES Mini. Like, do you remember the Intellivision? Yeah. Mattel-based console. I actually, believe it or not, fucking have one. Really? I do. My dad kept it from when he was a kid. Wow. Weird-ass games. Okay. Evil An Evil Knievel game. Cool. There's like a backgammon game that's just cool. called backgammon. Uh, and they were going to recreate the Intellivision Amico with a lot of the classic games on it. Uh, uh, and Earthworm Jim 4 was going to be an exclusive for that. It was supposed to come out a few years ago. And I think delays and COVID and all that stuff. It's still kind of up in the air but as that, to whether or not it comes out. That story makes me think it's not relevant because that, that backward ass system is the only thing that it could get. At well, a, so I think that, that they still had the rights to it. Uh, Tommy Tallarico, who was the original Oh, that guy's one, come up a couple times on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, you know, big name in video games. He did uh, uh, reviews on the run in Electric Playground with Victor Lucas, the, mm -hmm. the video game uh, uh, review show. Uh, he also was a composer for a ton of games back mm -hmm. in the day. He did video games live. He has a stake in, in television and he wanted to actually bring Earthworm Jim to in, the Intellivision Amico as a way to sell that console. Right. You know, 
Smart move, who knows? A yeah. little bit marginalizing the, the Earthworm Jim uh, uh, franchise in terms of its potential reach. I feel like it's ripe for a reboot. I would fucking love that, especially in the, you know, Joe and Max getting a remaster. Yeah. Streets of Rage had Streets of Rage 4. I think the world is expecting something like that soon. Well, you and I have talked about this on this podcast multiple times where it's like people clamor for like, it needs a remake. And then you go, it did get one. It came out. No one cared. Yes. Like, oh, right. Because in your head, it sounds so much better than actually doing, like Streets of Rage, we did the remake. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Didn't love it. Fine. It, it's just okay. But it's it's so much better in your memory than it is of like, oh, you know what? I need a new version because that new version, like, it's kind of like the same stuff of like Power Rangers got a movie that came right, out, right. like, I don't know, eight years ago or something like that. Did anyone watch it? No, it sucks. And a video game too, Power yeah. Rangers. It's but, crazy that Power Rangers does keep coming. It must be selling and we just don't realize it. I guess so, but I'm just saying even more as a concept of saying, like, you think that thing that you want is a remake in yes. modern day, it most likely has already come up or they just don't have interest for it. It's you know? funny because it may sound like we're sort of like wagging our fingers no. at these people, but I am the biggest... I, I am the biggest problem with this because I constantly want remakes and this and that. And then I play them and I'm like, oh, it's not as good as I, you know, I, like a like, thousand percent. I want these things. I'm just trying to be realistic in my own head from like tempering my own expectations yes. here because like I want these things and then they come out and I'm like, no, okay. Are the review's good. No. Yeah. Okay. And do you know, I just do you know why I think personally I have an issue with it is, or why, not an issue with it, you know, remake them if you want, sell them if you sure, want, sure. but why they never really land for me is because you know, that side-scrolling, the 2D side-scrolling era of video games, which was what video games were for so long, existed and they had their issues and their and their formulas and, and they, they, they played a certain way. But since then, since that was the only way you could design games, people have come back and the indie scene has made games like Rogue Legacy and Hollow Knight right. and, like, and, and some of the new Metroid games and really changed the way that these games are to be played. They add some RPG elements to them. They add some tighter controls and this and that. So in my mind, I've conflated modern 2D side-scrollers or platformers with how they played originally. And when something like Streets of Rage 4 comes out, and it's really just a re like like a, a really good looking version of that pretty bare bones 2D side scrolling yeah. beat em up without the RPG elements, without yeah, some yeah, of the, yeah. the more modern touches. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize that like it it isn't I don't play those modern games because they they are what they used to be back when I used to play them in the early 90s. I play them because they're a re-envisioning of them. So if you stay too true to what the game was when it first came out in the early 90s, it's right. just not going to be as fun to play. No, and I, you know, and to even give an example, we did Kirby a couple weeks ago yes. on this. A new Kirby game came out, which is a much bigger property than yeah. anything we're talking about now. Yeah. Everyone collectively lifted their head for 30 seconds and then went back to playing Elden Ring. True. It That's feels like, true. It feels like the consciousness at least did. Like, I think I. it's funny because I wonder what the consciousness would have been if Elden Ring did not exist. Yeah. Yeah, that's because because people really loved Kirby in the mm -hmm. Forgotten Land. Uh, I I I haven't played it yet. I I would love to soon. Uh, I in fact I think I probably will over the summer once I, I have a little bit more time. But I feel like. Elden Ring is just such a monolith yep. that you can't help but like everyone I see on Twitter in, in the gaming space is like 200 hours into Elden Ring. Yeah, but it, it, you know what? It's not even Elden Ring. It feels just like there's always that game that's out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Years ago, it was Last of Us 2 and it feels like everyone, every every clip you saw posted was right, that right. or, you know, Red Dead or something yep, like that. Yep. And every clip you saw was posted that. And True. God help us when another GTA game comes out, God, you know, in the next in decade or whatever. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just, it feels like there's always that game and it's just, there's only so much oxygen in the room. And even when you get, a, like, and everyone likes Kirby, it's a good game. Yes. And everyone went, oh, okay, cool. And then went back to the big game that they're playing. And it's like, 
It's tough. It's, it you is. know, it's really just tough. It is. That's why I, I kind of like the more bite-sized games. Like, give me a good 10-hour experience. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. That's heaven. Uh, I don't know that we're going to be playing Earthworm Jim for 10 hours. Ooh. However, uh, uh, just a, a quick little recap of yeah. the story. You're going to save Princess What's-Her-Name from Psycho. Again, just like number just like number one, the intention of this when they wanted, when Shiny Entertainment wanted to, 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 to create this game was to kind of poke fun at the traditional platformers, essentially saying there's always a princess. There's always a lighthouse. There's always a girl. Uh, there's always a princess, and they're fairly uh, 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 interchangeable. Inter- would you? Yeah. Like, would no, you? I'm just looking at the Bioshock. Oh, oh yeah, I got me. Bioshock posters in, yeah. my, in my room there. Uh, uh, and and kind of trying to like re envision things. That's why I found it kind of weird when they were a little bit backwards looking in the development of this one by adding Snot, the booger companion, because that's a clear you're you're taking that from Booger Man. Like, yeah. That's a hundred percent what it is. It yeah yeah I guess so. It's just a weird. It is like contributing to the aesthetic where it's like yeah things are like kind of weird here yes and you're like okay booger okay great awesome snot excuse me snot so sorry i guess it's proprietary it's before, name before video yes no s-n-o-t-t oh uh, good yeah yeah that's how you know it's artsy <laughs> they they knew before the seo was around that they knew that they could yes. like we got to make sure people are googling only snot the correct one um it's it's uh uh it does show some signs, though, of trying to really broaden the scope of what a side scroller is. Not every level, like the first one, is kind of like left and right, okay. you know, whatever. There are there are isometric levels. There's weird, like almost fever dream trips into like a trivia game. There's cool. like it, they really try to play around with the mechanics from level to level and make this more of an experience. So yes, the snot thing feels like a little bit of a maybe a misstep or a cliche at this point. We'll see. We'll see. You know, like we'll I, see. Yeah. I'm judging very blindly right now. Yeah, very blindly. Uh, you got that blindfold on, mm-hmm. but it looks good on you. Yeah. You're really you know, pulling out your inner bird box here. I, okay, I'm glad you... That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Oh. Do you know... Okay, so Netflix is going through a little bit of a financial issue right now. Uh, they, they're going to lose 2 million subscribers in the next quarter and dead. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Holy shit. Yeah, they've lost a ton of money. That's great. I don't really care. Is it that... Because they're cracking down on passwords and cracking uh, down on... Uh, what the other thing was, I forget what it is, but do you know that during their like uh, audit, self audit, when they released all these numbers, yeah. they said Bird Box is by far their most watched movie ever. What? Yeah, that's bizarre. That and Old Guard, the Charlize Theron movie, did much better than I think anyone ever thought. That's so like, weird. It's in their top five. That's so weird. I know it's it's super interesting because it's a super cagey company, so they don't really release their numbers. Yeah. So every once in a while, when you get a peek inside, you're like, wait, what? What's going on in there? What's going on? I would love to know more about that. No, yeah, there you go. That's fa- that's fascinating. Okay. Uh, uh, Netflix, you know, a company that maybe isn't doing as much innovation as a company like Shiny Entertainment mm-hmm. with some other level design. Uh, more weapons in this game, obviously, and, uh, uh, and and just kind of like adding to that really hand-painted look and feel to what we had in Earthworm Jim 1. I remember the blaster feeling really good. One thing that always weirded me out about this game, and, and same with Earthworm Jim 1, I remember there was an ammo count for... The, the blaster mm-hmm. and it was like 999 mm-hmm. i'm like just give me one weapon that's infinite infinite right yeah because once you run out of weapons uh once once you run out of uh, bullets you have to whip yourself, yourself. using the spacesuit which is weird because when when earthworm jim whips i know earthworm jim the jim jim himself jim. sir jim is out of the spacesuit i yeah you guys snap into a slim jim yeah <laughs> like it, i the suit what is holding up the suit at that point exactly yeah i know well then again let's not get into this weird vortex of of uh like reality what's holding up the suit anytime it's a it's a it's a stick it's mm-hmm. a you know uh, you know oh so, you're not using your imagination i guess not yeah. which leg do you think that the that tail goes into Left that's a right. good question i don't think it goes into any it just goes i think down it to the stays crotch. into the into the in, in the the it like curls up yeah i think well, that makes bit. me feel very uncomfortable i don't know why curling worms are gross that's why are they i think so okay 
I mean, I don't want to. I just imagine it's anyone, like but... in my stomach, I guess, or something like that. Now it's terrifying. Like all the other worms and parasites <laughs> yes, that you have exactly. just hanging yes, out there having yes, a party. Yes. Um, so the reception of this game often considered to be better than the original. Okay. EGM gave it a 7.875 out of 10. That's obviously three <laughs> scores combined, so okay. it gets a little messy. Nintendo Life strangely gave it a 7 out of 10. Hmm. Total Magazine gave it a 90 out of 100. Uh, tough to get an aggregate score, but sure. it seems to be around the 85-ish range, wow. 80, 85, which is pretty solid for yeah. a game like this. The Godfather 2 of video games. The Godfather <laughs> 2 of video games, exactly. Uh, not always the case when we go back to play these no. games, but Andrew, uh, what was your experience? Do you recall your experience Earthworm Jim 2 versus number one or was yeah. it primarily just as a franchise no i do i do remember number two and i actually remember liking it a little bit more and maybe that was that i was a slightly little bit older sure and so maybe um it's more you know whimsical style and stuff yep. like that was more appreciated by me instead of like this is weird i like it yes. you know what i mean it's more like oh i, I know oh, this is cool you know and so i i did like it i i do remember i actually even remember from number one um, the side to side and up and down parts of it, like every level felt very different. Yeah. And even at that time, I thought, man, that's really, really cool. Yeah. I liked it, but it also wasn't going to be like the one that I was like, oh man, I'm a big earthworm gym guy. You know what I mean? Oh no way. You, you know, you know this about me. I'm an earth. Yeah. You know me. I'm an earthworm gym G. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you know Andrew earthworm Jim Bascom <laughs> over here. Um, but I, 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 but I really liked it. Yeah. So, uh, should I give my score? Yeah, you know what? Let, let's do that then. I, I was I was kind of just going to get into our experiences with it, but we can roll that all into yeah. one. So as we mentioned at the top of the episodes, we give the games a rating out of four bits based on our, our memories of the game when we played it as little mm -hmm. baby boys. And then we actually play the game and then we give the game another rating out of four bits as it holds up in the modern day against the likes of modern games like Elden Ring, yeah. like uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, fucking whatever. I can never get that name right. No, forgotten the, land, Skywalker, the, the Skywalker Saga. Skywalker Saga, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saga, yeah. Sega? Sega. Nice. Um, I'm going to give this a three out of four. Okay. Because it was a good game. It's not in the Hall of Fame games of my head of like, oh, I, oh, I beat that game to yeah. death. I couldn't believe how many times I played it. But it did also stay in my memory when there's hundreds of games you play and they yes. just, you know, fall away, right? Like uh, water off a duck's back. So like, <laughs> uh, I, I really like this game and I'm very curious. It's also giving me a little bit of room there in, this, in the modern day score. For, so, for potentially going a little bit higher. I, maybe, because we really liked it. So I am very excited. So three out of four for me. So we'll check at the end of the episode. I don't usually like checking the scores of related games until yeah. afterwards right. not to paint our our scores a certain way but i i liked earthworm gym one better than earthworm gym two that's not to say wow. I, that i just played it way more i bought okay. earthworm gym one earthworm gym two was more of a rental for me i okay. played i played enough of it but i always had trouble with the games i found them fairly difficult i never made a ton of progress in them and as a kid you know difficulty was not fun for me no in a game i just didn't really enjoy that process because you knew how hard life would be eventually i i absolutely knew yeah. my dad kept telling me yeah i'd say dad i'm stressed and he'd say wait until you get to my age yeah. that's what he would that is a true story what my dad always said to me i'm having trouble with the earthworm gym you know it's like you're having trouble with the the, the worm in the spacesuit wait until you get to my age <laughs> getting uh i'm having trouble with the worm in the pants you know what i mean yeah. ask your ask your mother no i'm not dad when you're my age you'll have trouble with kirby swallowing cars and stuff like that and you're like what what how do, are you a time traveler <laughs> um i'm gonna give this one a three out of four as oh, well okay uh, i i oh no, I liked it. I'm surprised it. to hear that. I thought... I, I liked it, but I loved Earthworm Jim 1. Okay. Uh, Earthworm Jim 2, like, again, it comes down to the fact that as as a kid, I played a ton of platformers. Right. The the cream rises, right? Okay. Is that that's the saying? Yes, the cream yeah, rises. The cream rises. Yeah. So I've pl I played 
50, 100, who knows how many games as a kid, how many yeah. platformers. A few of them stay in my memory as games that really left an impression. Earthworm Jim is absolutely one of them. Okay. I feel like I was always kind of chasing the dragon from Earthworm Jim 1, especially as it came into Earthworm Jim 3D uh, on the N64. But holy a heroin hell, reference for a seven-year-old child. Very good heroin <laughs> reference. Uh, I was, I don't want to say I was smoking heroin as a seven-year-old, uh huh. So I won't. Okay, but just open a shut. Open a shut. <laughs> Here open we go. Shut case. All right. Uh, so with three out of four, I think, it, like you said, it, it leaves a little bit of room. Yeah. Uh, I did appreciate as a kid some of the differentiation in level design. Yeah. And as it, that was something that worked on me so well as a kid. Like you think mm. about something like Contra Three: The Alien Wars. Yeah. And how they'd go from like the 2D side scrolling to like the over the top Battletoads. Battletoads, another yep. one, just yep. changing the scope mm -hmm. of what happens level to level. So I really appreciated that, but it didn't leave more of an impression on me than Earthworm Jim 1. So I want to leave a little bit of space. Oh, that's there. interesting. I'm super curious what what we gave our scores for Earthworm Jim 1 then. Uh, All right, so a three and a three in the retro score. Yeah. It is now go time. We're going to go play the go game. Time. So we'll see those of you who are a member of the Mushroom Club over there. Otherwise, all the other listeners, we'll see you after the break. It'll be a couple seconds. We'll see you in just the snap of a worm's tail. <laughs> just a reminder that you can now find our gameplay segments where we play through a portion of today's game and provide video commentary while doing it over on our patreon patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast join the mushroom club for five dollars us per month for access to all the gameplay plus two to four bonus episodes per month where we do things like character drafts top 10 lists and even take some suggestions from our community so show some support to the podcast by joining the mushroom club at patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for access to bonus content and all of our gameplay segments We'll see you guys on the other side. And welcome back to the Retrograde. Hello. Uh, if uh, In case you're uh, not sure of this, yep. uh, my name is Earthworm Jim. That is Snot. Yep. He is the snot to my Earthworm Jim. Uh, Andrew, big snotty boy, loves the snot I am jokes. the snot. God damn it. No, I don't like that. I don't I like that. I am the law. I, I resent that. I am vengeance. Uh, <laughs> I resent that. So we over at Patreon just played Earthworm Jim 2. Fuck yeah, we did. Boy, what a game. I, you know, there, there are certain games that we're going to talk it through. And yes, we're going to explain everything that we played and everything we saw. There are certain games where it's very hard to describe what is going on. It is. Inc I'm, I'm very happy that we've switched formats <laughs> and didn't have to describe what the fuck was going on during the gameplay segment because it was all over the place, but to its benefit, yeah. I think. Oh no, a hundred percent. But there'd be a lot of pausing and like hands in our head and just going like, uh, okay. <laughs> so there's a cow and a grandmother and it's an electric chair, but it's also a pinball machine. I think I'm we're a salamander. Now. I think I'm a salamander. I mean, we're inside the human body and people are like calling and going like, I think Andrew's unwell. You know, like, please <laughs> someone check on him. And you're like, ah, I, I, okay, the anvils come back out. And you're like, ah, it's just a crazy game. Visually, visually, I, I can't, I, there's nothing to compare it to. There's, I, I think if you're gonna just, and on a pure aesthetic level, like what do the animations look like? I still think Comic Zone is a decent comparison. Okay. With the exception, I, I think Shiny Entertainment actually did uh, Cool Spot as well as one of their cool other spot's games. an interesting one. And remember playing Cool Spot, there was that feeling of, of you almost feel lost in a level. Like there's so many directions and yes. up and down, left yes. and right that you can go that it almost feels like you need a map to navigate where you right. are. In, in points in Earthworm Jim 2, and I think this is almost to its detriment, it feels like the levels are so expansive and exploration feels random. Like you're just kind of moving in a direction like, can I go this way? Yes. Okay, cool. There's an up or down or left or right. And I think at the time that kind of artificially added an element of 
uh, longevity to mm. the game. Oh, it could have gone right or up or down or there's secret passages and this and that, but it doesn't feel organic in the way that it does in like a modern game like Hyperlight Drifter mm-hmm. where it has these these situations blocked off where it's like if you know you're in an area in Hyperlight Drifter where there's a where the which is a, an isometric game if you're not familiar, where there's a, a secret somewhere, which is to say that the map does not show you what you see on its face. Mm. There's like a a different perspective you need to get to by going behind some of the geometry or something. Instead of having you constantly in every scene poking and prodding at the corners of every map to see if you can get somewhere, they put an element, like a symbol in the geometry to say there's a secret around this area. Poke around here. But if there isn't that element, you don't have to poke around. Where it's like at every single moment in Earthworm Jim, I feel like I constantly have to be like running against the walls to see like, is this just going to give way and let me run through it? There's a certain aspect too that's like visual entrapment where like you can't like... You're, you, there's no standard. There's no baseline. Right. So it's hard to find out these things. But is that like, I don't know, there is something kind of beautiful about that as well where you're like, you know, you, you know, like we talk about in every game, there are people that are very good at this game. So I'm not going to like say this. But course. in general, I think most people are just running through the game going like, hope I figure this out. Hope I yes. figure it out. Yes. You know, and uh, and so there is something kind of beautiful about like, oh, I found something. <laughs> you know Ex- what I mean? Exploration is cool. Yeah. But I feel like there's two elements. Like the ocean and space. Like the ocean and space. We want to do all of them. Mm -hmm. And it gets very cold uh, in in either one. In both. And you can't hear him scream either. Is that true? In space, you can't hear people scream? Yeah, because I've seen movies and I can hear what they're saying. Yeah, but I... uh, Yeah, I guess that's on like space stations where there's oxygen. I assume if... Well, no uh, gravity, you can... can But there's no gravity though. You're in space. Well, yeah, but... Movie gravity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's what I mean. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I can hear Sandra Bullock. I think it's only if you're incredibly handsome you can hear people scream. That's why everyone hears me when I'm sleeping. I'm sorry, what? They hear me make sound. I go up to space when I sleep. Really? Yeah, it's just a transported from <laughs> one uh, pain to another. It sounds like you're perfect for this game that we played this week. Yeah, honestly, like, just no bearing in reality. Yeah. No no grounding. Comic Zone and, and, and Cool Spot were good comparisons if you just dropped a little LSD in there. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. it just And then just make it weird. You know what I mean? Add, add an element of Echo the Dolphin in there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Except if Echo, halfway through the game, turned to the camera and went, this is all strange, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, ah, what? The dolphin's talking. Well, it turns out Echo the Dolphin kind of was an LSD fever dream. Like, yes. like, in the, like we found out a lot about the the production of that game. Yeah, because you play the game and you're like, oh, it's a dolphin trying to find his friends. Got yes. it. And then you hear the story and you're like, I'm sorry, Excuse what? Me? <laughs> and the developer of that, the creator of that game followed us on, on, on Twitter like right after it came out. And I was like, sir, you are not gonna, you're not gonna want to listen to that. We're gonna episode. get out ahead of this yes. and say, we uh, we really uh, applaud you for your work. Yes, yeah. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to the episode. Please uh, don't do it. Yeah, I know. Um, no, so, so I, I think you're talking about exploration yeah. and it has kind of two facets. Mm-hmm. There is the element where it's exploration at random. Let's use God of War as an example. Okay. The original God of War game. On PlayStation 2, yes. Um, There are a lot of chests and secrets hidden at points where the camera just isn't facing. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing indicating that there would be anything beyond the the scope of the camera. So you spend, like, what that does is, like, an incredible dissonance between the character and me as the player, where, like, Kratos is on a path of vengeance. And yet, 
he just rips the head off a of Medusa and then he's going and running around like the edges of a of a precipice just to see if there's like a, a chest somewhere. Yeah. Like that weird exploration doesn't make sense. It doesn't streamline my exploration. No, or I know a really a big complaint you had too was like Last, Last of, of Us. Where it's like, you gotta go find your friend. They're they're screaming because they're getting torn apart yes. by a clicker and you're yes. like, check the drawers, check the just drawers, check the drawers. Drawer, boom, oh, boom. Bandage, scissors, scissors. <laughs> good, all right, good. All right, now I come back and just punch yeah, the clicker in the head. I know that a lot of people don't like that because it, it's it's a slot machine. You know, you're pushing up against thing, you're checking a drawer, you're yeah. going up against an invisible wall, and every time it it hits, that's bing bing bing, that's that's, you know, three sevens in a row and you get the yeah. reward. I like the fact though that it's like it's like here's your excuse to go poke around. You mm-hmm. know there's something here, so if you look, you will be rewarded. Yeah, it, it cuts down your playtime by hours. But it does. But here, and the other thing too is it's there is a there is a motivator. There's a drive. Yes. to not letting you poke around. The the enemies are completely replenishing all the time. Yes. yes. So that and so there's a health tax to doing it, yes. which is annoying. But I, but when you phrase it like that, okay, I get it that you can't just do whatever you want on the level all the time. Or there's a time limit on the level. Right. So there are reasons why they're saying like, if you're going to do it, you got to earn it. Yes. And you're like, okay, yep. I get that. I do. I, I And I know I'm, I'm, I know a lot of people will disagree just because they don't mind exploring for mm-hmm. exploring sake and, and poking at all the things in the level. It almost hides secrets better that way. Like, yeah. cool, you know, do your thing. That's fine. It's not quite my thing. We but all what hide about, secrets. We all hide secrets. Mm-hmm. Some in their freezers, some underneath their floorboards. Okay, Telltale uh, Heart. It, telltale Heart, indeed. Yeah. Um, my my uh, uh, thinking, though, apart from the exploration is that the animation is phenomenal. I love, like, all the different guns and the way they shoot. It's almost, you know, I brought up Ratchet and Clank earlier yep. in this podcast. Some of the weapon design and the way that it works yep. reminds me of Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank a little bit, where the weapons just are pretty outrageous. Yeah. Some of like the bigger weapons, the bigger explosions feel like way too overpowered uh, in a good way where it's like, oh, I have six of these. Like I almost don't want to use them because it's overkill anytime you're going to. And that adds an element of fun to it. Did you, did you find much of a difference between your memory of Earthworm Jim 1 in terms of the mechanics and gameplay compared to Earthworm Jim 2? This, it's just expanded. It's just expanded in in almost every way possible. There's also a very like Guardians of the Galaxy element to this where things are weird, the guns, the colors, everything is just like, there is not a wasted spot on the screen. At every opportunity, it's like, oh yeah, put windows in the back. Yes. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't get over it just feels expanded just feels is which is it's it's number two like it's supposed to feel like this it's a sequel and they took what was good about it and there's a lot of like pretty tight controls like i have no issue the way earthworm jim uh controls inside of the environment right sometimes the environment and him interacting is a little bit it's of an a issue, little little bit weird i don't mind him actual, grabbing onto ledges yeah or which not. is a big element yes. of this game yeah um, I don't mind him actual and the actual controls. I never felt like I was like, oh, I pressed that. Get yes. out of here. Yeah. Which, you know, is a big issue, especially at that time. So I, I just, that and the diversity of levels I want that, to get into. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, because, you know, you mentioned, you know, pressing the wrong button or falling. There's very little fall damage. Like, yeah. like I don't think at any point we fell into a cavern and died because of it. Right. It's very forgiving when you miss the jumps, which kind of lends itself more to that sort of flowy sort of nature of, mm-hmm. of the mechanics. Doesn't feel as tight as Mario, but it's not as punishing as Mario. And I think no. that, that goes And it's trying way. to do way more than Mario. Yes. You yeah. know, all these different types of guns and like well, whips and- I don't know. At some point, Mario ends up in the intestines of a living creature dressed as a salamander and uh, and is going to be uh, uh, bouncing no. off of- no. Yeah, no, that- no, no, that's not Mario. That's Earthworm Jim too. You know what? Yeah. Oh, 
Maya culpa. Yeah, yeah. This is I on apologize. You. Who's a goose? I always get these two games mixed yeah, up. Yeah, they're they're, know, they're so, so similar. Oh, absolutely. Earthworm Jim. That's Luigi, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Wouldn't that be great if he? This is his side story. Yes. Is he's doing stuff like this that shows up for Mario, and they're like, "We're gonna stomp on some uh, turtles." You're like, "Oh." Okay. Oh, that's all we're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, let's do it. Um, you yeah. you brought up the the, the level variation. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. So the first level is the I what I would say their standard level, right? Which you know is for most games kind of weird. There's many different angles, a lot of like uh, diagonals you can travel yes. up, and feels very Earthworm Jim one. Well, a hundred percent it is, and you, you know you're picking up different types of guns and the uh, many different types of enemies, and so nothing is standard, but you're kind of moving up and down. Uh, in behind walls, doing things like that. And so you play that and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. All right, got it. Then they move immediately <laughs> into the next level and that is the time level with the uh, erosion, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So this is really cool. So if you weren't if you weren't watching the gameplay, what happens is is there's dirt on the floor and there's dirt on the top. And sometimes they're, they kind of look like hills. You could shoot the dirt and it comes to the bottom and you are a little bit higher. Right, so, so whatever you shoot from the top, yes. the geometry sprinkles down and now gives you a little bit more of a platform to shoot with. It's crazy. And so you really have to get creative on how you can get to different levels about finding ways to shoot, to get through things. Sometimes you're burrowing holes like a kind of like an ant farm. Right, right. Uh, it's just really cool. And the time limit aspect of it makes you just try and sprint through it as much as possible. Which I almost feel like the time limit wasn't needed there. Mm. I get why it was in it in a game from 1995. Uh, but I, yeah, an incredibly imaginative level. Yeah. This one felt like, like, it almost felt like what they would do as as one of the last levels as a reward for playing through yes. the games. But it turns out just about every level in this game has a unique element to it. It's I get I also understand why they started off with the most generic level so as not to scare people off. Yes. But they really dive right into some really creative elements. This this was like what what a 2D version of Red Faction would want to be. Mm -hmm. Like Red Faction wanted those destructible environments. Essentially the entire playground of this level is destructible. It's like you're making your way up through the mm -hmm. mud as a worm would. It's just that you got a gun to help you do it. Yeah. That was really neat. The the next level the, after that. That's but and also I want to say too is at the end of the first level. Yes. The boss fight is there's a goldfish in a bowl. Oh, so good. And you just so good. You take the fish out of the bowl and you eat it, and you're over. But there's a title card that's like fight, and fight. you're like shit because yeah. wasn't I think at the end of the first level of Earthworm Jim one you did fight like a a, a fish in a bowl in a suit and yes. it was hard or like a truck or something like that. I could be misremembering. No, that. I think you're right. But it probably sets up that moment again, and he's like, no, fuck it, I'm not going to kill his destructible like his car. I'm just going to take him out and eat him. It was. <laughs> So funny. And then you step in. I can't begin to describe the whimsical nature of this whole thing. And I think the third level is really the encapsulation of that. So in the third level, you are a salamander. Yes. Uh, who? This is Hector a, Salamander. Hector Salamander. Ring that bell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Lola Salamander, it's, uh -huh. it's grandson. Um, uh, are you watching Better Call Saul? I know it's back. I haven't seen any of the new episodes yet. I would love to. Two episodes to. are out. It's really good. Uh, we, once again, patreon.com. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about whole, that eventually. We yeah. absolutely yeah. will. Um, is that you go into, and it's essentially a water level yes. because you're floating through what looks like kind of like the, like a magic school bus. -esque, yeah. Like what teaching you what a red, yeah. red blood cell looks That's like. That's a good, uh, ma what magic school bus would imagine the inside of human body looks yeah. like. But with for a human body that's been eating pencils and, has and windows. bumpers, has windows, <laughs> has a house in it. Yeah. Sheep uh, that are inflatable and explode. Well, I mean, most yeah. bodies do. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's a very rare disease, but yes. uh, afflicts a, a bunch of us. And so you're getting through and you could shoot, but when you shoot, you can't swim. Yes. So, it, you know, and, and also, by the way, have I told you the walls kind of like amoebas and they're eating you. Um, and so you're working your way through level. And I think you did a very good job of that, Mikey. Thank you so much. No problem. And then the boss for this level, do you get to the end? <laughs> 
is a game show. It's a game show. It's a game show. And you get to a booth that says gym and you're yes. sitting there and you're answering questions, except the questions don't make any sense and also don't matter. Right. And then you get- Like the points and whose line is that anyway? Thank you. And you get to the bottom and then it's a Simon Says-esque, oh, did we mention it's kind of like a pinball level too? Yes. Where you can also bounce off it's, these balls? It is. Do you understand why we had trouble explaining what Guys. this game was? <laughs> you gotta, if, if any of them, listen, for $5 a month, you gotta join in to watch just the <laughs> gameplay of this one because it's a fucking fever dream. Or if you're listening, you've probably played the game as well. So yeah. you know some of what we're talking about. But going back and revisiting it, it was, I didn't remember a lot of what we played. I, it, it's un. I'm now just even regurgitating going like, oh wait, did I not mention there's pinball yes. in this level? I and do, then, I, I love the questions though that you get asked in the game fun. show. Uh, one of them, I remember the question was answer in the form of a question. And the answers were A, B, and C, yes, no, or maybe. And it's like, what? there is no law. What the fuck? That yes. made me laugh. It's good. No, it's 100%. It was so good. And then you get to a Simon Says level of like repeat the answers, except it doesn't matter if you get it right or wrong. Yes. You could just get more points. Yes. And then the the the, the uh, level ends and the salamander unzips the suit and it was Earthworm Jim the whole time. It was so fucking weird. So weird. Uh, and then it cuts to the cow interstitial where they just go like, give level over. Yeah. And the guy's smoking in the background. You're like, what is happening? It, it felt like it was just a, someone opened a door on a group of kids who were making comic books, yeah. experimental comic books. And they're like, can you put that in the game? And they're like, yes. And you're like, great. Well, or, or it's like, there's like a, like a private invite party that I wasn't supposed to be invited to. And I <laughs> like walk most in and, parties. Yeah. Well, a thousand percent. This is like an eyes wide shut party kind of thing. And I walk <laughs> in, I'm like, what's going on here? And they're like, you're not supposed to be here. I'm like, no, I'm not. And you just walk out. <laughs> you're like, oh, is this what the dark web is? I don't even, you know. <laughs> this yeah, Earthworm Jim too, the dark web of yeah. the early nineties. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, overall though, all this came together in what seems like would be a, a cacophonic mess, but mm. it actually works. Yeah. I really enjoyed playing through this. Now, I, I have my issues with the gameplay sure. in terms of like, I'm glad there, there are way fewer enemies in this game than a lot of platformers. Yeah. And I think that's because the game allows you to aim in multi-directions. I, I think it would, so it would be uh, eight directions, mm -hmm. like left, up, and then up, left, up, right. Oh up, my God, right. are you okay? That, <laughs> are you Okay. Just, but it's not, it, there There are big blind spots in where there you can are. fire and the enemies are often in those blind spots. So too many of them would yeah. have been frustrating. I'm glad they didn't go that route. It's not like a bullet hell game where when you're shooting, it's kind of like leaving a trail like in Contra yeah. where you can kind of have like a, a, a trail to cover off the swath of directions you can't shoot yeah. in. Um, but because there weren't that many enemies, even the the shooting mechanics, which I think were kind of the worst part about this mm -hmm, game, mm -hmm. didn't really come into play as much as they could have. It really didn't. And, and like, it was only, it's only gonna expand more with more guns yes. and like kind of, you know, we could have perfected that a little bit more. But, you know, I really, I let's just get to it because I want to talk about it. I'm ready, man. Okay, so with our retro scores, we both gave threes. That's a six out of eight. Here we go with our modern day scores. And then you got to tell me what we did for Earthworm Jim 1. 100%, okay? we'll look that up. Okay. Um, I fucking love this game. This nice. game is built for, this game is like absolutely my aesthetic. Yes. It is so whimsical in nature. And you know, I was kind of saying this during the gameplay, but I, it's worth repeating. There's so much about modern culture where we go, it's random. Yeah, it's yeah, random. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I yeah. hate that it's random for random sake. You know what I mean? I think it was like the beginning of those Skittles commercials and- Oh, uh, yes. With the Taste the Rainbow commercials, which the first one, couple ones where you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. I remember the guy where he's King Midas, but everything touches oh, Skittles. Oh, right, 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 right. he's like, right. have you not held your child for two years? <laughs> that is so funny to me. But then everyone went oh just make it random yes it's like no there has to be something behind it and and there's there's a certain amount of trust with creators that you do that with with this one even though everything felt so weird and so random for some reason it felt like it was inside the same world yeah or was trying to push you in different directions right and i 
absolutely adored the aesthetic around this. I think it's so much fun in a, in when everything tries to be like Mario and it tries to be, um, you know, very linear in its thinking. We don't, exp- in a world where video games could be anything, yes. we constantly stick to the same things. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Star Wars has a million planets, yet we keep ending up on Tatooine. Tatooine. How the fuck does that keep yeah. happening? In this game, it kind of questions why and can you expand further. I absolutely loved it. And since the gameplay didn't get in the way, since there wasn't a certain element where you kept dragging and going like, Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. I'm going to give it three and a half out of four. Three and a half. I love it. I, I, I love what you said about the, the, the random nature, because I think that's a key. This could have very easily felt like it was just too random, just Mm -hmm. pulling from too many places. But this is what I think separates good quote unquote random from bad quote unquote random. And it's that it felt like there was a, an auteur behind this, like one mind, and it was all from the subconscious of the auteur, but every time it reached back into that bag of the subconscious, it was going back to the same place. It wasn't just pulling from like a bunch of, re- like, oh, this is, uh, like, you could have rolled the die and it could have been anything. It was coming from the spark of a creative energy, mm-hmm. so it weirdly felt consistent, even though it was jumping all over the place, and I think that's that's the main thing. Good way of putting it. I think the mechanics could have been better, okay. and that's one of the reasons... Maybe one of the only reasons why I'm not giving this a perfect score, yep. but I agree. Everything else just lands. You would have a hard time finding another game like this. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about, you know, where did this franchise go? Now I wonder more than ever, especially if this is the one. Well, I know there's 3D, but especially right. if this is the one that people are like, I'm not sure anymore. Really? What? Yeah, this exactly. one? It's oh, you fantastic. Know. It's aged really well. I feel like we have this issue sometimes with games of this era where games journalism is starting to, to see itself as a serious medium where I bet you a lot of journalists were hesitant to say a game like this is good because it's so weird and they wanted to mainstreamify games. Yeah, 100%. Maybe it hurt a little bit from that, uh, but I loved it. I'm giving, giving this one a three and a half out of, yeah. out of four as well. That's great. You know, and it was so funny. Like I'm now thinking to myself, like, why didn't I give it a four? And I'm like, and I can't, honestly i don't have a reason it's not like i'm pointing to something going like that's the reason yeah you know music or something sure, like sure. that it's just because yeah but and that's i'm fine with that but three i can't endorse this strong enough it's man. a great fucking it's a game great game boot up your nintendo switch if you have mm-hmm. it and play this on the nintendo switch online i always want to call it the virtual console because it's it's an absolute pleasure an absolute, absolute pleasure so with a seven in our modern scores that's a 13 out of 16 pretty good pretty 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 good. What's the deal? Um, <laughs> so that's 13 out of 16 for from Jim 2. Man, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That is, that is so good. And I'm so excited to see what awards this game is going to win. Well, there's only one way to find out, Andrew. And that, let's Mikey? make our way over to the awards ceremony. we got to pass through the red carpet. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, let the band warm us up and have <laughs> pass us through it. Pass We're like through. skipping over it. Who? It's lava. It's lava. <laughs> ha, ha. Uh, well, it, when it comes to avoiding the paparazzi, that's what it feels like sometimes. Oh, boy. Let's let the paparazzi led by Todd Snap take us away. You've been waiting for it all year. The most glamorous award ceremony of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Grady's. Wow, wow. Okay. Todd's on fire today. <laughs> Todd. He's literally on fire. Someone's going to have to help him. Todd, hot shot snaps. Todd, hot shot snaps. <laughs> he needs another nickname on top of Todd Snap, even well, though that's not his nickname. It's his birth name. It's but, his birth name. He yeah. comes from a long line of snaps. snaps. How dare you? Uh, uh, well, Elliot comes in. Yes. In a spacesuit. Yep. But he's just as jacked as the spacesuit. He really so that, is. That works for you. You fill Elliot. it out a lot better than Jim does. But he's got a worm in his mouth, and that's awkward. Has, <laughs> has that worm always been? Elliot, excuse Elliot. me. Elliot, I got a question over here. Your bosses, your over bosses. Here. Elliot, oh, hey, there. Uh, hey, Elliot, um, has that worm in your mouth always been controlling you? Yeah, it ha- okay. Yeah, it has. So Elliot is sense. the worm. That makes a lot of sense. He's got the brain of a worm. Brain of a worm, indeed. He's <laughs> just a sniveling little bitch. <laughs> 
Oh my God, are you going to take that? Yep, he's he going to take it. He's sniffling a little bit. Okay. Uh, so now we got to find out uh, the awards. Elliot, why don't you reach, or your worm, reach into that uh, spacesuit pocket of yours because all spacesuits have pockets. Spacesuits have tons of pockets. Tons They're like cargo shorts. Exactly. They're the cargo shorts of suits. Old men wear two things. Cargo shorts <laughs> and spacesuits. Uh, with high white socks all the way up to their ankles. I just imagine the, the astronauts come off the space station. Like, you've been living there for two years. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, I really miss my cargo shorts. <laughs> All right, Elliot, why don't you read off the awards that this game won? He fits like an old glove compartment. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. And... The wine cellar! Oh, 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 oh you're so fancy. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> what is this every time with the wine? Ooh, a gamin noir from France. <laughs> Skin contact, something I haven't had in quite a while. <laughs> I'm so jealous of my wine. It's had skin contact. Um, I love the the wine cellar. That's uh, wine cellar. Uh, my favorite award uh, that we give out just because it's a score that's higher in the modern modern age than it was in the retro score. Yeah. It shows that the the game has aged better for us mm-hmm. than when it first came out. Fantastic. But also the fits like a glo- uh, an old glove compartment where the current score is above a seven. Yep. And it fits like an old it, glove it compartment. Does, it, indeed, it, honestly, it it fits as well as that spacesuit on Elliot. You yes, know, exactly. So exactly. I, yeah, this there's a lot of good things to be said about this game, and I'm glad it's getting two of our better awards. Is it above a seven? No, no, it's a seven or higher. Yeah. So it's in the modern day, it was a seven. It was a seven. Yeah, it was two, three and a half. So That's it's a good. Seven. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, good. Mikey's just double checking my work. This is a, this is why the teacher asks you to show your work sometimes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, man, I really there's a, there's so much to be said about this game. Yes. And you know, and even though we got one, one of those things, it's good. It's good. Another one of those things? So random. So random. Another you know, one of those things? Um, can we have an, sir, may I have another? Yeah. There's a certain element of like old animation that yes. really looks really good because they used, they filmed it on like a film, hand drawn. Right? And yeah. And yeah. so their slides are moving, they're filming it on film. So now in modern day, it looks amazing. Right. right? Um, so especially like the 50s and 60s, some of the old Looney Tunes stuff, sure. which is really comparable to what we're seeing in this Honestly. one. This is a style that is like, you know, frozen in carbonite, you yes. know, that is just that you could still look back and go, wait, that looks really good. Instead, it was, it was two years removed in the future of looking really shitty. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. and you know, Genesis had, and I know we played this on the Super Nintendo, but the Genesis especially just had such a crazy color palette to it. Mm-hmm. Some of those games look very hand drawn yeah. and, uh, and this was, was no exception. Yeah. Uh, just a, a delight to play what a hell game. of a game i just i have so much fun i'm gonna think about this one for a long time yeah same oh man so go back and play it you can you can now play it so you know please let us know what you think about earthworm gym 2 and mr tallarico give us earthworm gym 4 yeah what are we doing i, I want, want this that game. game man give me that game give me that game <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening we love every single one of you and we can't wait to talk to you soon my name is andrew baskin and with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting mr bebop himself mikey aaronworth this is the retrograde podcast game over Want more Retrograde in your life? You can visit our website for show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at RetrogradeMikey, at RetrogradeAndy, and the podcast at RetrogradePod. Or Instagram at TheRetrogradePodcast. For bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash theretrogradepodcast. Send your questions and business inquiries to theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. See you next week, D-Pads. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. I thought it was best. I didn't say anything at all. (laughs) I don't trust myself.